and welcome to the first episode of the Waterlogged Podcast of 2021. My name is Dan Janolfi. And I'm Howard Marlowe. As always, thank you very much to the American Shoreline Podcast Network and Coastal News Today for hosting us. Well, Howard, yesterday that was a really big book, wasn't it? It was. And for those of you who are listening to us more than today, it was amazing. Yes, it was a family Bible? or Yes, it was. I checked on that. It is a family Bible. I don't know the more of the details than that, but that was one huge book. So we have a new administration, and we've, we're doing a special uh, inauguration podcast today because, well, there's a lot of change going on in the world, starting with the administration, but we've got a, new members of Congress, um, we've got new leadership at the Corps of Engineers, we've got, of course, a new cabinet that comes in with Biden, and a lot of very, very positive news. And I don't know if it's just the way that I read headlines over the past four years, but I feel like I didn't read a lot of headlines in a, in a positive voice. In the and past. In the past. Yeah. And now, I don't know if it's just my, my sentiment, but it, I, I am seeing a, a, a drastic change in just the, the way, at least I'm reading headlines. I don't know if, if that's just unique to me, but a lot of the headlines that I was reading uh, in the past four years were, take. I felt things were being taken away mm-hmm. uh, in terms of, uh, you know, this is repealed, now that's repealed. And I, I, Steps forward were being <laughs> taken back. That's a, that's a better way to put it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's true. I, I think we have, uh, from a perspective of the coast and the environment, uh, there are a lot of things that were done that uh, step backwards in terms of air quality, water quality, things that are very important, not just to the coast, obviously. Right. So I, I agree with you. Yeah. I mean, so, uh, in particular, some of the things that we're seeing from, uh, I guess they're, they're nominees at this point, but are likely uh, to be confirmed by the Senate, looking for market-based approaches to climate change. Yeah. And I know those words have been thrown around, but just about every member of his, of his, every nominee of his, of his cabinet, whether they're in a position for climate or not, are drawing some connection to climate, even, uh, the, Janet Yellen, exactly, the uh, Federal Reserve Board, plans to create a treasury climate hub, uh, will be focused on financial system related risks and tax policy incentives towards climate change. If you've been following Waterlog, you know that one of the things that we've been talking about is how to get private money into the hands of local governments for coastal resilience, essentially using market-based approaches for coastal resilience. Exactly. And this really is the pathway forward. Yeah. I mean, you can no longer, not just because of the pandemic and not just because of any particular president or administration alike, you can no longer look to the federal government to solve all of our problems. We're not in that position anymore. So we have to be able to say, how are we going to using market-based approaches? What does that mean? Well, what is the business interest in having coastal resilience, for example? Lots of it. From banks that have the mortgages on the property that's, you know, is decreasing in value, to folks who have their businesses that have their manufacturing plants, warehouses, distribution, their railroads, buses, whatever it may be that they're using to get products from one place to another. It's all there. So it is good business to have a good, resilient environment economy. And the core is a business. And if they're not going to get money from the federal government, they're going to have to get money somewhere else. And I think what we're seeing is local governments using other forms of assistance Mm -hmm. from the core. Regional sediment management, 
assistance, technical assistance from a planning assistance to states program. Um, yeah, I think that's very true. Uh, to be able to look on the coast, uh, if you have a sandy coast and you want to preserve that sandy coast, uh, you've got federal beach projects and they're mostly in place on the east coast. Um, we've got obviously friends on the west coast where they're trying to get them in place. But there are a lot of issues from the back bay issues, the marshland, uh, the highways that need to be raised, they're getting flooded, the daily flooding problems that communities are going through, that the Corps of Engineers, and even at $7 million, is just can't deal it's with. It's not enough. It's nowhere near enough. Nowhere near enough. We were asking 10 years ago, and the WE was a broad coalition of water resource agencies, uh, um, groups, you know, that existed, like American Shore and Beach, Inland Waterways groups, all got together. We got together with the Corps of Engineers, and 10 years ago, $7 million was a capability need based on what they knew that they had. We're not talking about climate change, all of that stuff. So, we have a, there's no way that they're going to be able to do that. We have a lot to talk about, and... and Coming out in February, we are going to really dive into uh, everything new that happened in the Water Resources Development Act of 2020, uh, the Energy and Water Development Appropriations Bill that came out. All of this came out in the President's Omnibus Package, which was signed into law on December 27th. Uh, I mean, there is just so much coastal it was going huge. on. And it's a lot of it's related to climate change. Yes. But that's that's just fine. Yeah. You know, if... if He's going to talk about climate change, and as long as coastal resilience can be brought into that, that is fine. Instead of, because I don't expect him to talk directly. You mean the president? Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't expect Biden directly to talk about coastal resilience. No, he's got us back into the Paris uh, Agreement. He's got a the, lot of things to, to cover before he gets to coastal resilience. Exactly. So as long as he's talking about climate, exactly. I'm happy. We're we're on a good path now. We're on a path where the word climate change is not a four-letter word. His vice president comes from a state where they know very well the issues of coastal and Back Bay uh, resilience, as well as environmental issues that you're dealing with, port issues. They've got everything, and he's been very involved in that. So as a, as a client, you might say, as right. somebody, as a senator, they, uh, he dealt with those issues. As vice president, he dealt with those issues. We would go to him when Obama was president, and we would go to him and say, we need some help. Mm -hmm. Bring this issue, elevate this issue, and they would, he would help out. So. He, He'll be there for us, but he's got other things on his mind. Right? And that's probably going to push infrastructure off a little bit. Yes, it will. He's got, he's got was it $4 trillion that's been spent? That will have been spent uh, if he gets his $1.9 yeah. trillion dollar, uh, proposal in. He'll have about $4 trillion, more than that, possibly, and uh, just in the last couple of years. So therefore, there's going to be a lot of economic putting on the brakes saying, oh, we're going to love to do... Infrastructure, but where's our market-based approach to that? Right. So maybe, you know. But they, once again, the federal government can do things uh, to help us. And so, yes, it will be put off, but not rejected. I think it's a win-win on, uh, on the issue of infrastructure. So just understand that uh, we, when infrastructure comes up, water has to be included in that. So let's, we'll let me talk about that later in the year. But we had a lot of change going on. We have uh, new members of Congress. The Senate, obviously, um, yesterday on 
inauguration day at noontime or shortly thereafter changed hands from control of Republicans to the Democrats. That means that we can't yet tell you who's on what committee because the committees have to reorganize. They have to be split on 50-50 kind of basis, uh, giving a slight edge to the Democrats. So maybe more than 50-50. But the eventual control of the Senate is in the hands of Vice President Harris, who is president of the Senate. So she gets two titles <laughs> she got yesterday. Not bad at all. And uh, so that's true of Congress. Administration, obviously, the president's trying to get his cabinet going, and they have to get uh, approved by, Cong uh, by the Senate. And there'll be some back and forth on some of those, but I expect uh, the next couple of weeks we'll, we'll have those in place. And then you get down to sub-cabinet levels. For example, the administration person in charge of the court. I have no idea who that, that's going to be, nor does the president. We've heard uh, some rumors, but nothing yeah. that's really, really solidified yet. And that's a, those are big shoes to fill. So yes. it's, it's, uh, and, and I want to say uh, that the outgoing uh, assistant secretary, R.D. James, I thought did an extremely good job. Did a fantastic job. Uh, he fought, and he, it doesn't mean that we agree with every decision he made. But this man cared about his job. He understood what it meant to be a client, customer, user, whatever you want to call, of water resources, because that's where he came from. And he was willing to speak up when he needed to speak up to the evil folks. Sorry, I'm glad to see you still have your jobs there. But the evil folks at uh, OMB, uh, because they're the ones who are always putting Trump for that. You know, we, we had mentioned probably about, probably the last waterlog. I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast that there was a Schedule F executive order that yeah. went out. That's yeah, taken, totally taken off. Taken off. Um, so if, those employees are fine. Yeah. They apparently didn't lose their jobs unless they anticipatorily resigned just because they saw the acts coming their way. But according to the reports we've seen, uh, there was an effort to try to get people who are in the civil service policy positions moved to political positions, which made them subject to the will of the president. Regard, regardless of which president, civil service was established 100 years ago, plus, to be able to protect, enable people to make decisions as true civil servants. So do their job without worrying about whether they were going to be uh, sanctioned because the president didn't like uh, the policies that they were advocating uh, or the work that they were doing. The reverse of that is that you couldn't put your cronies in to those positions, which is what happened throughout the Civil War into the late uh, 19th century. So it's, it's good. We have a lot of good things happening at all levels here. And the sun is shining and our weather in the, the district area is above average right now. Coming in the beginning of, uh, probably the beginning of February, we're putting out uh, a large package that really is what we call the advocacy for the American coastline. Yeah. And that's going to cover everything from WERDA to water resource to, uh, to energy and water development, uh, the Corps of Engineers, new leadership, um, uh, bills from the 116th Congress that uh, are now written into law, yeah. uh, picking up where some, some of the bills that didn't pass, picking up and uh, seeing what we can do to get those bills into law in the 117th Congress. Um, I'm, I'm really optimistic. Yeah, I am too. In, the, in terms of uh, what got passed in the last uh, Congress, we'll see that a dozen or maybe a little bit more than that 
of bills that affected the coast uh, directly uh, got passed. We track over 200, mm -hmm. 250. It uh, doesn't mean all of them, you know, we're not carrying a scorecard on, you know, saying that more than 50% uh, of them should have gotten passed. But a lot of them dealt with issues of resilience and climate change. One of my favorites mm. is, finally, I mean, we've been working on this issue for years, is beneficial use. Yes. Finally, Congress is saying, you are not dumping that offshore. Yeah. You need it, to look at it and make sure that if it is not suitable, okay, yeah. you can dump it. But the, the, the current standard, for anyone who, who doesn't know this, and I think we repeat this a lot, the current standard is to just dump it offshore. Yeah, to use the least cost least, method. To it's, be. it's the least cost. And, and, and oddly enough, putting it even a mile off coast can be cheaper than putting it right next to a 1,000 feet away uh, on the shoreline or near the shoreline. So, so yeah, yeah, that was in WERDA. Yeah. We don't know whether it's how it's going to be enforced by the Corps, but the Corps puts out guidance. And we'll be looking for a notice in the Federal Register over the next month or so where the Corps will be putting out a list of all of the WERDA 2020 provisions that it's going to be writing guidance on. That'll be important. We'll alert yeah, our guidance, listeners yeah, to the that, guidance, too. The guidance is critical. Because, yeah. you know, that'll tell us what they really plan to do. Exactly. And and just another reminder, WERDA is, and has always, and has always been bipartisan. Yeah. This is something that both sides of the aisle are fighting for, and... Uh, it's good for us, quite, quite on, frankly. Near, good to work with everyone. Near unanimous votes on WERDA. Yeah. Which you just can't find on anything else. You could tell them that you want to have a unanimous vote on the Pledge of Allegiance, and you would not get a near unanimous or unanimous vote on it. It's just kind of amazing to me that the things on the coast, and we've been fortunate over the years, we work with members of both parties. We don't care because they are concerned about the coast about resilience, about making sure that people are safe on the coast and thriving in the coastal economy. Mm -hmm. So I, I like it. I like the work that we've been in over these years and that really didn't get affected by the last president in a direct manner because we were able to work with Congress in the same way. But I wouldn't even say we took a pause. I just think no. things slowed down from where they were going. Yeah, it didn't feel like they were going forward again. Right. You always have to make progress. It's like in business. If you're not making progress in business, then your business is failing. Well, the same is true in, in society. Uh, the president pointed this out uh, yesterday. I believe it was he. In wait, wait, which speech. president? Ah, Biden. Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah, that one. And he's, he talked about, no, it actually was um, uh, Senator Blount who is chair of the uh, inaugural committee, he talked about uh, the fact that uh, the Constitution says in order to form a more perfect union, the folks who were the founders said not to form a perfect union, but a more perfect union. What does that mean? There's a constant desire, equality, all of those things. I don't want to get off in the high yeah. clouds here, but it required constant work. You had to work at it to make it more perfect. So the same is true with yeah. our environment, with our economy. Things have got to get better. And people always want to say, I want things to be better for my kids than they were for me. Right now, I think there's a feeling like we don't know. Well, and, well sometimes it's, I mean, I, I can speak from our own experience. Sometimes the success that we have on the coast is two, three years after the majority of the work has been put in. Yeah. So it's hard to sometimes see that and then two or three years later when the reward comes, it doesn't feel so sweet. Yeah. But, it, it, you know, things are happening, and, and I am very optimistic, and we have a whole lot to talk about. 
Um, we'll be back with you guys uh, the first Wednesday in February. Um, and we will just have so much to talk about, more, more than I can name. Yeah, um, well, we've already named a lot of stuff, yeah. and there'll be more than we are aware of that we'll be talking about then. So if you're a first-time listener, uh, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you in February. Thanks very much. And thanks again to the American Shoreline Podcast Network and Coastal News Today. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.